0: What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward today with Tim Michael. He's a speaker, podcaster, and business growth consultant and best selling author of The 10 Factor. How are you today, Tim?
1: John. Excited to be on your show, <laughs> uh,
0: excited to have you and i've got to give a shout out to Sean Wyman, who we had early on in the season. great guy, and he's the one who connected us so thank you, Sean. Thank you, Tim, for joining us today
1: no, that's awesome, and you know Sean, he's just such a great genuine guy, so uh, i'll I'll double down on that shout out <laughs>
0: absolutely well, Tim, I only gave a little bit in that intro, so. Tell us a little of your backstory and how it led you to doing what you're doing today.
1: Okay, let's do it. So I started following the, I guess, let, let's say the way you're supposed to do things. <laughs> I, you know, I, went, I went through school. I got good grades. I went to college. I got a degree in civil engineering at a good mm-hmm. engineering school. And then I went into corporate America and I used my degree for a dozen years doing uh, management of commercial construction. Oh wow! And with working for a hundred-year-old nationwide company. Yeah. So, as as I worked through those years, something happened about year seven of Mm twelve, and and really my life was starting to change. I was, you know, getting into my late twenties. I met my future wife, and I realized that I worked for a good company, but there was a couple deal breakers. Oh wow! And the deal breakers were. Basically, that I could not do some things that my wife or at the time it was only my girlfriend, soon to be fiance. Mm-hmm. And then now wife of, and mother of three of my kids or my only three kids. A- as we started to get more serious and talk, there was two issues with the company. One was we wanted to have, you know, a family set up a traditional structure where she would stay at home mm-hmm. and raise the kids and I would provide. Well, my job, although it was a good job, just wasn't paying me enough money to make that happen, mm. number one. And then number two, that company required some long-term travel, which meant I would have to basically have a place on the road and then come home to visit my family like once a month or every other week. And that just wasn't, it wasn't all the time, but it was always in the cards. Yeah. So that was a sticking point that for us was a deal breaker. So I started to strategize over the course of the last 5 years and it was a big decision because I had a lot vested in that company. So I guess about 15 months before mid, you know, mid year 2008, which is when I really became a full-time entrepreneur, I started a side gig. Mm-hmm. And that side gig did okay. And then it was like you 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 look back through life and you go okay, well everything kind of happens for a reason and I was in the right place at the right time. Well, what happened with my company was exactly what I feared. We were trying to have our first child and I got a call on a Friday afternoon to come into the office and they told me they were going to ship me from Maryland up to New York to take oh, care of a wow. problem job. Whoa. So I was effectively going to be the, you know, the cleaner and I was, I was already committed and I, I was the guy that was going to go up and bail this job out. So I asked some questions that a more seasoned person asks, like, number one, how many days a week is the job working? Seven. Yeah. yeah. How many shifts a day? Three. Wow. Um you know, am I already committed to the owner? Yes. And and then, you know, these answers were coming pretty rapidly. And then I said, Well, how often am I going to come home? And it was a pause. So at that point I knew, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where I I knew that as soon as I stepped foot there, which was supposed to be Monday morning, that I was, you know, pretty much stuck. So I did something I had never done in twelve years. I pushed back and I said, I'm sorry I can't go. Oh wow. And my boss who had been my boss for twelve years, said this really isn't a negotiation. This is an assignment. Hmm. So, but there's a problem here. I have another business. So at that point, oh, so Tim, let me back up. So what was your side gig that you had already started by this time? Okay. So I had started a side business doing construction, but doing a different type of construction, doing residential and light commercial construction mm-hmm. instead of the big commercial that I was doing for my other company. And, and I had started that with the intentions that eventually I might run into this issue. And, you know, I was kind of testing the waters. Yeah. Well, then when it came to fruition, you know, I, I kind of laid it out on the carpet and said, hey, I've got this side business. Now, and, did they you know, know
0: at the time that you were starting a side gig?
1: No, they had no idea. Oh,
0: wow. And, and so, was it uh, was it one of those things where you kind of had to keep it hush hush?
1: Well, based on the reaction that I got at that moment in time, yeah, I did the right <laughs> thing. So, so I did a couple things. Yeah. Number one, I had my own equipment. I had my own computer. I had yeah. my own. Um, email address. I had my own phone. I had my own vehicle because I had a lot of benefits with this company. I did not want to be that person that got accused of, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. Right. Of course. So when it came to fruition, I had no problem saying I have this thing. It's been done completely on the side. It's a night and weekend deal. But the direction was you need to shut that down like right now.
0: Really? Whoa. Uh. So,
1: of course, once I did that, you, you know, what what how that story plays out. So I did. And long story short, they found somebody else to go take that job on. And, you know, I was told, hey, we got to get you some more money and this and that. And I basically at that point had kind of laid my groundwork. So as soon as I could get my ducks in a row, which was very quickly after that, I went and gave my notice. And at that point, I was a full time entrepreneur. But the big kicker was I had to I had to give back three hundred thirty four thousand two hundred dollars in unvested benefits. Mm hmm. So I kind of, with a stroke of a pen, I was officially on my own. So,
0: so. let's let's go through that because I, I think this is something that a lot of us have gone through. And you took the road that not a lot of people will take. Is that you decide? Okay, I mean, I I have lots of lots of uh, former business school classmates, and they're in very similar positions where they're in a job it's not working for their lifestyle. They're not entirely happy. They're not miserable, but they're not entirely happy. It pays pretty well, but they've got to make a lot of compromises with their life. And then they come to a crossroads like this. And a lot of times, most people will take that, that higher salary, that more benefits or whatever, and stick with it, knowing that it just doesn't work in the long run. What made you decide to break off and, and do your own thing?
1: So in very simplistic terms, I decided to choose family over business. Yeah. To to make it a little bit um, more for your audience and your listeners. I, I knew that if we went down that path, that was not going to long term be good for my wife and myself with our relationship. It was going to it was going to afford us a life of doing what we didn't want. And, and you know, life's too short. So that's kind of the you know, the philosophical end. But then on the business end, I was 100% confident that I was able to go out and better what I was making there. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I did the math, you know, for lots of years, we talked about it. And I knew that I could go out and provide something better. I just knew that I was going to have to go through that initial growth period. Yeah. So I, I would my confidence was, you know, looking back, it was pretty high at that point. But it was a scary situation because I was giving up something really good. And I knew, that I wasn't going to be that guy that went back with my tail between my legs and said, "Hey, can I have my job back?" Yeah. Once I left, I was done.
0: Wow. No, I love it. And let's uh, let's continue on with your journey. So, Tim, how did you know you, you started a side gig doing construction? How did you end up doing what you do today? I mean, you're, you're a business growth consultant, you're a speaker, you're a best-selling author. So, how did that road unfold for you?
1: okay, so so that was April of two thousand and eight was when I you know signed over my benefits and was out on my own. August of that same year, my company, which was now my full time gig, was exploding. My wife was able to leave her job, oh, and wow. then our first child was born in October. So basically the way we wrote the story was the way it played out. Mm-hmm. so that for for me was was huge. yeah, but there was one problem, and I didn't really even understand this problem until years later. Yeah. I basically got soured with, my, with that particular business year seven of 12.
0: Interesting. So that, for
1: five years, yeah. I was frustrated with it. Then I went ahead and I started another business basically doing the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was, you know, so essentially I was in the same industry that I was already soured with. Yeah. So when I was able to hit those short term goals, we were on top of the world. Yeah. But then when I tried to sustain it over a period of years, it got, it got hard and I started to resent it. And I started to, it was almost like I, w- I had a job with my own business instead of having my own business. <laughs> and and I, I love the way you phrase that. Can you,
0: I mean, for our listeners, I mean, wh- how would you describe that, having a job for your business?
1: Well, I made one of the mistakes that many, many, many entrepreneurs make, and I became the bottleneck of my own business. Mm. So the business grew in that first year about eight times, and then we kind of leveled. So over the course of the next several years, we ebbed and flowed based on me hopping back and forth between processes and sales. Mm-hmm. So we essentially hit a point, and then we never really grew much beyond that. So we maintained our reputation. We maintained the quality. We had you know clients that were happy with everything we did you know we went through all of the things on the face call it the storefront of the business was yeah. great but the behind the scenes was falling apart which was me mm. so as as things progressed i i started to make some mistakes that i shouldn't have made and i and i attribute that to my mindset And one big mistake I made was I got myself involved in a bad business deal Mm -hmm. uh, where I where I took on some work based on a promise of getting paid later. And that that promise never came through. Mm, So in the process, I invested lots and lots and lots of time and labor and materials and so on and so forth. And fast forward to the end of the year 2015. It's December. We had moved into a new house December the 18th. Mm -hmm. It, and I happened to be in the office where I'm where I'm at right now it was just then unpacking. And that's when I got the call but that week between the 18th and Christmas from the attorney that said, hey, this thing's not going to turn out the way it's supposed to. Hmm. So I went into panic mode. Yeah. And at that point, I, I literally got out of the chair I'm sitting in right now, walked about 10 steps to where my wife was. And I said, I think I got to get a job. Oh,
0: my gosh. Oh,
1: I was at that point. I was I was afraid I was going to lose everything, yeah. including my company. And we had twins that were due at the end of January. Hmm. So that, you know, six week period in our life was complete turmoil. Yeah. And stress and everything else. So what that did was that kicked off three steps that I went through that first day. Yeah. And the, the first was coming back to my office after I talked to my wife and saying, let me, you know, let me figure this out. And I pulled out a legal pad and it took me about 10 seconds to to get back out of my chair and walk back out there. And I'll leave the expletive out. But I basically (laughs) said, there's no way I'm getting the job. Yeah. You were going to go 10 years in the rears. So the solution is for me to fix this. You just have to trust me. Yeah. So we had one of those looks that, you know, anybody, I, I say this all the time, you know, anybody that's had a serious relationship or a spouse for a lot of years or a significant other where you just kind of look at each other. You don't necessarily have to say anything. You can read the <laughs> eyes. Yeah. We kind of exchanged one of those looks and I got, you know, the look of confidence, you know, that, okay. So I went back into my office and that was 10 minutes later. I I started scratching out, you know, some thoughts and I decided I'm going to start a consulting company, which is, which is trade up consulting, which is the company that trades the 10 factor.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: And and then I did something. And this, to me, is one of my biggest teaching points, my my biggest teaching points with with my clients and and just in providing value in general is and I'm not quite sure how I did this looking (laughs) back, but I put it away and I went back to my day and I came back 10 hours later, approximately, and really thought about what I had done and what I was planning to do. And I kind of took the emotion out of it. Mm. So that's the, that's the first three pieces of the beginning of the 10 factor, which is a 10 second test, a 10 minute dream statement and then a, a 10 hour reflection. I love it.
0: Absolutely love it. So let's talk about what you're doing today. I mean, working with entrepreneurs and being a business growth consultant, what would you say is your big why? Well,
1: what, what it, it's pretty simple. So, so you know how busy entrepreneurs struggle to, to find a balance between spending time with their family and making money? Yeah. And, and, and as a result, they, they kind of lay in bed and they're frustrated and stressed <laughs> that they're missing out on their kids growing up. Yeah. Well, I'm the guy that helps people figure out how to make more money in less time so that they don't have to miss that. And that's really what I strive to do with, with my system, The Ten Factor, to, to basically take their business or their idea – from struggling to thriving in 10 months following a proven roadmap. And that, that's kind of working to the middle. And then, you know, I have some millennials as well and, you know, other people, but that's, that's really the, the crux of what I, I try to do is I try to, I, I've lived through that stress. I still deal with some of that stress sure. and that's a constant stress point. So I try to alleviate that uh, for other people so that they can can actually make money and enjoy themselves at the same time, which is possible. It's just not easy, and you need to follow a proven path.
0: Absolutely. Well, Tim, that actually leads me into my next question, and you've touched on this a little bit. So what would you say is the biggest challenge you face today in achieving that big why?
1: Trying to get entrepreneurs to understand the value of investing in themselves Mm. and realizing that going at it alone, although you can be successful, that road traveled is much longer and you're going to make a lot more mistakes and you're going to spend a lot more money and a lot more, a lot more of your time and with time being such a valuable asset and with your kids growing up so fast, figure out how to do it quicker and better. And at the end of the day, you'll, you'll be happier and you'll, you'll probably do better as a result as well.
0: Absolutely. And so I'm excited to ask you, so as we're speaking today, I mean, this is airing. We're at the midpoint of 2018. Where are you in tackling this challenge?
1: Well, I, I continue to add value on a daily basis. So yeah. I do I do a lot of videos. Um, you know, I wrote my book. I, I share my story over and over again. And, and I try to, you know, help and mentor as many people as possible and just, you know, continue to try to exponentially get my message out and touch, you know, you say if you can help one person you've done your job. And based on the feedback, I'm, you know, I'm helping a lot more than that. That's awesome.
0: Really, really great share. Well, Tim, ready for the knowledge birth session? Let's do it. All right. Excited to ask you, actually, I'm going to switch this up because you've pit on some things that I think are really important, especially when you talked about those first three steps. I think one of the things that people in general struggle with, I know I, I've struggled with this, is that when you're dealing, I mean, let's go back to that time where you were dealing with all those pressures, December 2015. I mean, you've got twins on the way. You've got, you're the bottleneck of the business. One of the things that I think is really hard to do is to step away, is to step away from those tense moments and not make a knee-jerk reaction and not not do something rash. I mean, share one tip that really helps you remove yourself from a really high pressure situation like that.
1: Okay, and, and this is it, this is something I actually taught my daughter to do recently. Yeah, I was trying to figure out I was trying to figure out with her the year that I learned this, but I, I was at a seminar, and, and I learned this breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, what you do it's it's super simple, but it works. And I do it if I get a stress headache sometimes. Basically, take. Three deep breaths, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: take a breath and exhale it as slow as possible, repeat, and then repeat a third time. And, and that, that for me is, is just a complete stress point when I find myself getting overwhelmed in that emotion. Yeah. That's, that's a little hack that I use that I, I share Periodically with the people that follow me to make sure that they're implementing that as well.
0: That's a great tip I absolutely love that one Tim I'm excited to ask you and and this is a question that I haven't asked too many people this but I want to ask you Do you have one thing? It's a practice a habit that you do Which is counter to what everyone else says you should do but really works well for you
1: Who <laughs> <laughs> I, Okay, I, I'm going to it's not everyone else, because I I think when I read um, Brendan Bouchard's book, The Millionaire Messenger. Yeah, I I picked this out of there and it was good validation for me. A lot of people say when you start a business that you should you need to instantly delegate. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, have tended to touch everything. Yeah. At some point in time. And, And when I read you know, Brendan, I met Brendan. And then when I read his, he told me to read his book and I did. And when I read his book, it kind of validated that, that you you can grow a business by being a part of everything, every little piece of it. But what, what I do in my system is I, I try to get an entrepreneur to shed one activity a month over the course of the, you know, period of time so that you're not just dumping everything at once. Yeah. But I feel that there's a real value when you Become the the CEO or the boss, you know, the leader of other employees as you grow your team. Mm-hmm. For them to understand that you actually, at one point in time, were able to do and were willing to do things that you're asking them to do. I think there's innate responsibility that a leader has to show that they're willing to do the dirty work as well. Absolutely,
0: I think that's that is a, a fantastic, fantastic share. I, I I love that one, Tim. Uh, I'm excited to ask you. So, what is one small choice or activity you're making today to move forward? It could have been before we hopped on this call, or it can be something you're planning to do after we finish this call.
1: Well, since we talked about delegating a second ago, what I've been doing here recently is I I, I did my my video editing, you know, very grassroots here as I was growing my brand, and it's become overwhelming. Yeah. So now I I've been in the process of passing the videos, the raw footage onto a video editor who brands them and, and puts them, you know, into my, my 10 factor brand and then repurposes them and gives them back to me so that I can send them out to the different social platforms and followings. So that for me is, is a huge time saver. And and again, that's trading time for dollars. Yeah.
0: Hey, moving forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Tim, ready to do a little time travel? Let's do it. All right, we're going to step into a time machine. And we've talked a lot about different phases in your life, different stages, different dates. This time we're going to travel ahead. Five years from today, you're going to meet Future Tim. Tell me who is Future Tim.
1: Okay. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a leader in my industry. An influencer helping entrepreneurs who want to create the family lifestyle and still be successful. And helping those entrepreneurs figure out how to get through some of the early struggles yeah. without struggling as much as I did and, and you know some of my counterparts have by learning from our mistakes.
0: I love it. I love it. What a great, great vision. Tim, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the great work that you're doing?
1: The easiest way is to go to the10factor.com. That's T-H-E, the number one, zero, F-A-C-T-O-R.com. They can find information on our programs, information about the social platforms that I'm on. You can pretty much get it. They they can link to my podcast. They can get anything they need from there.
0: Awesome. We'll have all of that on the write-up. Tim, close out the show for us. What parting wisdom do you want to share with our Moving Forward listeners?
1: As you work through life, I'm a firm believer that every person at the present snapshot in time is a function of everything that they they came from each experience and you know each trial and tribulation and success they've had throughout their life it's really important earlier in life to get yourself around like-minded people yeah figure out really where you want to be and I, I like to say you know People's ideas of what they want to do are going to change, mm-hmm. but their core mm-hmm. values really don't. Yeah. So take the time to do something that most people don't do and write it down. If you if you put yourself in a minority of people that actually write down their goals and where they want to be, you're much more likely to get there.
0: I, I love it. Absolutely love it. What a great way to close out the show. Tim, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to share your incredible story, and some amazing knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much, Tim.
1: John, absolutely. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Thanks for I, having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. I loved this conversation. Moving Forward listeners, check it out. BeMovingForward.com. Follow us on social at be moving Forward Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. Remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.